Welcome everybody to episode two of Wrestling Is Cool. I'm here with Sancho. We haven't been canceled yet. This is good. Yes. <laughs> the first of many. We're not the heat. The Sunday night heat, baby. Yes. All right. So, folks, thank you very much for listening to us on whichever service it is that you are watching or listening to podcast services. Uh, if you are a patron... Thank you very much for supporting us and what we do. If you're listening for free on YouTube, that's cool too. But just know you're missing out on a lot. Go check it out. Patreon.com slash SantiZap. The links are down below. But tonight we've got a few things that we'd like to talk about. We're going to be talking about Gunther is going to be the main topic of the show. So why don't we jump into that? So we had Gunther officially become, well, as of the making of this video, he's one day away. But let's let's just call it official. Let's call it official. He is officially the longest reigning intercontinental champion of all time and now after i've had some time to digest things sancho i'm now a bit more comfortable with this match not having been on payback let me explain to you why it would have been better on payback it would have been it would have been better but had he won on payback it would have left the lingering question what could happen on raw now if 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 that happened like let's say that the match happened on raw then we wouldn't have been able to celebrate like the the historic win yeah. Him winning on Raw, knowing that there's nothing that can stop him now from having the longest reign, then they, you know, the uh, commentators, announcers, all the graphics could announce him as like the historic longest reigning intercontinental champion. I think, I, the, I think the match was fantastic. Wish it right. didn't have so many commercial breaks, but overall, oh. uh, Gunther, he's the man now. I was wondering, like, who's running this? Is a Twitch streamer running Raw now? Like, good lord! Oh, it that? was bad, right? It, it, like, they needed to hit that CPM. They were spamming yeah, the the, the three minute ads. It, it, no, at one point I I, I clocked it. Uh, they came. Uh, they did a um, two minute part, like part of the match. Uh, yep. Then they went to three minutes of commercial break. Then oh. they came back three minutes of the match, and then two oh. minutes of commercial break. It got bad. It got real bad. There's nothing worse to me for wrestling than pitcher and pitcher. I think pitcher and pitcher really hurt a lot of wrestling because we miss a lot of the heel, you know, doing their yes. thing, seeing a personality. We miss a lot of the the face. You know, there's just so much wrestling that's missed out. And I love those moments because there's oftentimes during commercial breaks, wrestlers interact with the crowd a little bit more. It feels like a house show during those things. Uh, but yeah, man, the pitcher and pitcher commercials. That's when you know that the WWE knows that they have something important. Yeah, you know, they seen us back. We're gonna run a lot of ads. We've got a great main event. We're gonna run a lot of ads. A little bit more. A little bit extra. Right. Edge. Yeah. So, quick question, because uh, we're we're in different countries. I'm in Canada. You're in the United States. I didn't get picture in picture. You were seeing picture in picture. What? Oh, dude, I, I was just getting like Burger King ads. I was getting like full blown uh-huh. commercials. I was getting that Whopper, Whopper, Chip Walker. Yeah, you know that commercial. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I was getting those. Uh, so you're getting picture in picture. I thought that yeah. was a like a, an exclusively like AEW thing. Nah, WWE was doing that for a while. I mean, before AEW. Is this the picture in picture? I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I just feel like picture in picture isn't is a thing that I associate with wrestling now because. Maybe AEW popularized it, but it, it, it cheapens the wrestling in my mind. Yeah, I don't hear it. There's no audio. I get, I get to watch the action. I think it really hurt Riddle and Drew because there was some great stuff Riddle was doing during the commercial break. Mm. And the same thing with the, the, the Viking Raiders. I think that match was affected the most. Yeah, um, I don't know. How just, mu- it just doesn't work for me. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, I don't know how much it actually like works to keep eyeballs because anytime I'm watching AEW and there's picture in picture, I like I treat you it like commercials. I'm, I zone out. I don't right. I don't pay attention. Granted, I'm live streaming, but that's my time to talk to the chat or go to the bathroom, mm-hmm. whatever it might be. So I'm not sure mm-hmm. how useful a uh, picture in picture is in there. But we're, we're, we're getting off course here. Back to Gunther. I'm, I'm trying my best here. I can't do the 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 Ludwig Kaiser version of uh of his name (laughs) get more in the throat more back there Okay, yeah, I yeah, there uh, there okay so i mean i got a question for you you know after watching that fantastic match seeing his slew of fantastic matches that he's had because even his bad matches are fine that's the thing like he hasn't had a stinker uh, when it comes to defending the intercontinental championship where do you rank him in terms of like where he lands as the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. And I, before you answer, before you answer, I want to reiterate that he is only a one-time intercontinental champion. 
A lot of them are. A lot, a lot, of, them are. A a lot, lot of them are. He is the yeah. longest ranking intercontinental champion, but then we have the likes of The Miz and Chris Jericho nine, with nine yeah. nine reigns. Eight or nine, so yeah, yeah. where do you land? Do you land on uh, the intercontinental champion being, you know, like the greatest of all time moniker on the person that's held it the longest and defended it the most or the person that's won it the most and had it for the most cumulative days? I'm curious where you sit. I'm going to throw a curveball at you here. It depends on the era where the belt is being held, right? I feel like this era, the Intercontinental belt, is not seen as a stepping stone for the world mm -hmm. heavyweight champion because that's the way it was back in the day. Uh, 100%, like in the, yeah. Right, in the pre-attitude era, even in the 80s and 90s, yep. if you had if you had the Intercontinental belt, you were next in line or you would be competing for the world championship. That, to me, will undermine because I feel that Gunther isn't not necessarily facing that S-tier talent. He's not facing the Romans or Seths on a nightly basis. He's not going after... There's not someone that's on the cusp of that that's going after the Intercontinental that is just outside of the heavyweight champion pitcher that needs something to do, like a top face, uh, so to speak. I mean, so I, dis I disagree. We have we had Sheamus and McIntyre going after it for a really long time. I mean... But are they on that that oh, top branding? Yes. Are they on the top branding? Uh, dude, are like McIntyre level as Roman? McIntyre almost be Roman at Clash at the Castle. He and then his, and then his very next feud basically was uh, was Gunther the Ring General. And it, I just I was going to say I just feel like Sheamus is one of those those names that I don't know. I just I love Sheamus. He's a he's he definitely has a great run and he's near the end of his career, so to speak, type vibes. But I'm just saying, like I'm thinking like back in the day, you know, you had Shawn Michaels and then you had, you know, Stone Cold, you had the Rock hold it at some point, right? You had those those are the kind of names that were vying for it. Triple H has held it before. So those are what I'm talking about. Like is is Gunther is definitely in the top five of the Intercontinental Champions, just on reign alone. And he's definitely brought prestige back to the belt, which I feel like everybody who has the Intercontinental belt post the reality era has always talked about bringing prestige. And I just feel like the brand of the WWE doesn't give that enough power to it to say this Intercontinental Champion is in the running to be the next world champion. I don't see that at all. I don't see Gunther being like, I have bigger aspirations than just being the Intercontinental Champion. I feel oftentimes that the way WWE books its talent is that if you're not involved in the world picture, then you tear down to Intercontinental, then you tear down to the United States, and you basically stay there. You hold on to that belt, or you fight over the belt if you lose it. But if Gunther had bigger aspirations for world, and then he, like, which he might, right? We're in his, he's still young in terms of his uh, career, and even though he's had the belt for so long. I'm just saying, compared to the past, I just feel like there's not that many dangerous people to take it away. Do you genuinely think that Drew or Sheamus would win the belt over Gunther? Yes. Once it got, once it got closer to, he might be Honky Tonk Man's record. Because that's where I think, that's where WWE messes up. When they let us know how close they sure. are doing something, that's where they mess up. So uh, I guess um, there's... Okay, so I thought there was a possibility that he could lose to Chad Gable yesterday. I thought, like, it, it wasn't a 0% chance. I think that WWE did a really great job of creating a sympathetic character and demonstrating just how genuinely badass somebody like Chad Gable is. Right. And there there was a moment where I was like, man, they, they didn't put this on payback. Putting it on Raw, like, it does two things. It allows us to, you know, celebrate if Gunther wins or leave us in complete shock and awe that Gunther literally fumbled at the at, right before the end zone. So I thought there was a slight chance, but I thought the chances of him losing to Sheamus at Clash of the Castle were higher than Gunther actually winning because they were billing Sheamus as the grand, next Grand Slam champion. I really thought he was going to be losing to, to Sheamus. Uh, now, by the time we got to, to wrestle, Mania. At that point, all of us already had in mind that uh, he's breaking the honky tonk man's record, but it didn't stop them from putting on one of the very few five star matches that the WWE has put on over the last fifteen years. But then, real after that, I was like, Ali, you're not winning this. You you get it was a great match. Riddle, you're not winning this. And by the time we got to SummerSlam, one of my most disappointing matches of the year, honestly, Gunther versus uh, Drew McIntyre, because I build that as a potential match of the year candidate. I didn't. I, I was like. There's no way. There's no way that McIntyre wins. I, I know, like, we're on the literally a day away from Gunther surpassing everybody. 
and no doubt we're still have fresh you know rose tinted glasses for in a sense of like we're, we're it's fresh man we're excited sure. for, to see history unfold in front of us uh, it, just when it comes down to gunther what i like about him very much so is that he doesn't have um that much interference in both his matches as much as bloodline or judgment sure. right they kind of keep it clean in when it matters the most when because they easily could have had interference with chad gable and that would have been okay chad gable lost because there was some interference there but instead they made chad gable look strong and at the same time what i like about it is there is holes in gunther's game and he always has this face that he's about to be he's like exasperated mm-hmm. and he barely he feels like he barely beats people and he takes it he uses every signature move and or every finisher he has and that is a sign of respect that he's he needed to go deep into the the back of the the playbook to be able to beat somebody so i love gunther as the intercontinental champion and he did the best thing you can is to add prestige so it's going to matter the most when he drops the belt so much more than ever before whoever held it i mean we had people king nakamura had that and they didn't, they didn't do anything you know what i mean there's been times where the belt's just done nothing it's been off tv and it's been exciting to see this entire reign that gunther has been holding on to the belt and as well santi he's been getting better as a promo and oh, he's getting really good right and that is that is a part of being a champion mm-hmm. and you know he's had a lot of people do promos for him but now he has this like you know uh european type general type vibe standing on the he has a great position where he does a promo has a great cadence with the promo and i just think that concerning when he first got up to call up from the roster when everyone wanted wish that he was walter and everyone hated gunther this dude has worked through so much and he survived a lot of nxt troubles whenever he gets called up so i think i mean it's a good celebration here but to be the best Intercontinental, that's hard for me because I think of Mr. Perfect, man. I don't know why, but Intercontinental Championship, and I think of Mr. Perfect as being someone that just, who has it. Who yeah. has it he just looks good with it. And I wish the belt was white. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you I like the, the white strap? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I love the white strap. Yeah, yeah, no, I think the white strap is nice. I think that this is one of the most hideous Intercontinental Championship de- designs, personally. Yeah, what's up? Tell me about the Mrs. runs, because that's the, I missed yeah. out a lot of the Mrs. runs as an Intercontinental Champion. I mean, like, honest, well, I don't know if you missed out on Jericho's runs, but they're basically Jericho's runs, where uh, they were, they're, they're, they're literally used as mid-card fodder, where the mm-hmm. Miz could hold that title for a month, or he could hold it for four months, but it never really felt that special. It never really felt like it could main event to show. It never really felt like it belonged even on premium live events. Now, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to say that about Jericho's run, with the Intercontinental Championship because he had some good ones and he had some great bangers of matches um, at um, at premium live events. But the Miz's runs, uh, like he's he's only in the conversation as the greatest Intercontinental Intercontinental Champion of all time due to volume of wins, in my opinion. Right. I, that's why I, I don't hold that to true. Like it doesn't matter how long you've held the belt. It doesn't matter how long, how many times you had the belt. It to me is just what you brought to the yeah. at that time of your era. I mean, because you know people talk about Bruno San Martino all the time having the belt for such long stretches, Buddy Rogers and all all those kinds of people, right? Having those belts for long procedures of time. Fortunately, we weren't around during those times, so we never know their impact. We just have to go on the old heads, constantly reminding us of these old names. But I think of Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon fighting over the Intercontinental Belt, and that's what I mean. Like that belt meant a lot back then. And I think Gunther is doing a great job of making it matter the most. And like you said, bring it to the main event. I just don't think that the wrestlers he's fought were in danger of taking that away from him, except Chad Gable. That's the only person that I really do believe that they were going to give it to. That he was going to drop the belt to. Yeah, so I would say what's interesting is that the narrative of like what is considered a GOAT in when it comes to like certain titles for yeah. the better part of the last... 25 years has been about how many times you win the darn thing it's been like john cena 16 time randy orton 14 time triple h 14 time rick flair the 16 time champion uh and interestingly enough i think that it's roman reigns that has now changed that narrative and turned it upside down and brought it back to the 70s and 60s where it's not about how many times you win it it's about how long you've actually held the darn thing do you think it matters how many times you fought 
Of course, a hundred percent. I think it one hundred percent matters. Uh, you know, like if we were going by how long people have held championships for, I don't know if you remember this. I'm not surprised if you didn't because it was such a meaningless title reign. But Dean Ambrose held the U.S. title when he was a member of the Shield for hundreds of days and never defended the thing never defended the thing he was never sometimes he was seen not even wearing it in his entrances you forgot that the u.s title was even a thing so there it cuts both ways right like yeah okay you can hold it for a really long time i mean gilberg held the light heavyweight championship for like 500 days but that doesn't matter it, it what matters is a combination of both things i th i think there's three things at play i think it's how long you've held it i do think that matters i yep. think it's how many times you defended it and like you said like the the quality of the matches as well i think all of those things matter i think you you might have also in the back of your head like like the legitimacy of the contenders as well i would say that you know like we, i can't really fault gunther for his lack of legitimate contenders i think if anything he has made contenders feel legitimate because there were matches for example the very first banger gunther match was his second defense against nakamura on smackdown that was like when everybody's like and now expecting bangers out of Gunther and then there was a great match with Xavier Woods both of those guys can't we knew couldn't be Gunther but Gunther right. got the best match out of them in years Braun Strowman I believe that Braun Strowman's best match of his entire career was a Smackdown title defense against Gunther so Gunther has done a, even though he hasn't been fighting legitimate contenders I think he's done an amazing job of making great. the contender feel legitimate did you or i like from a storyline perspective even once think that ali could win that no but the no. match was good and it elevated yep. ali it made ali feel great special to the point where he's now you know feeling like a legitimate threat down in nxt and i think all of that is thanks to gunther yeah you get a great you get a great shine because you get the your toughness because mm -hmm. of those tops oh yeah you, Right, right. You get that. It's like try by get, fire, yeah. Exactly. And it's going to be a physical match. So that's why when I watch Gunther matches, it's going to be physical. There's going to be a lot of, it's going to be a different kind of car wreck, so to speak. There's going to be a, a, a broken blood vessels in the chest. And, and more importantly, your face will get tested. And it feels like old school wrestling at times. There's going to be a hope spot somewhere. And then all of a sudden, they're just going to get decimated by either a powerbomb or a clothesline or that sleeper hold. And that's what made last night so exciting that Chad Gable went through all three mm -hmm. and still had a chance to win. Because that's what my favorite thing about a face with a submission like an ankle lock. That's what I loved about Bret Hart back in the day is no matter how big, no matter how strong you were, you were going to most likely tap out because they're going to make you, you know, with a, the sharpshooter or in this case, the ankle lock. So... I liked it. I think my hope is Chad Gable has a singles run here for a bit. Maybe he throws him at fast lane. Who knows? I hope that continues because this would be match three. Technically, Ma right? Ma technically match four, but right. match three for the Intercontinental Championship. Right. So I, I think then it makes sense. I don't know what, what kind of condition Gunther is right now. Does he need a rest? Does he need to be off TV for a bit? Uh, but that would be great for Chad Gable making the switch from the comedic alpha academy into a little bit more serious i just hope they don't lose their complete zaniness because mm. they were doing some great stuff before gunther got involved man they were doing the max dupree stuff and uh or maxine dupree maxine right they were dupree, having, yep. right they're yeah they're having all those kind of fun things uh with them but i, I at the end of the day where do you rate gunther is well, he the best of all time he i think it's for me, an easy answer to say he's the best I've ever seen since 2002, when since I've started watching wrestling, because I know that uh, I mean, like, that's kind of when the Intercontinental Championship stopped being that major stepping stone. There's very few in between the last 21 years that have used it as that stepping stone, like Randy Orton definitely comes to mind for sure, uh, but not to the level of Gunther where they because like if, if like here's the thing like Nakamura mm -hmm. King Nakamura when he was intercontinental champion when he mm -hmm. lost that thing w w would you be okay with him all of a sudden being in contention for the world title I wouldn't have been now if, right. if Gunther were to lose the intercontinental championship at Fastlane Survivor Series whatever it might be 
for me, it's been a long time where I said, okay, world championship contention. Let's have this guy win the rumble. Let's have this guy compete at survivor series for the championship. I think he's the first one in a very long time that can finally bring back the, the function of the IC title as the stepping stone. We just haven't had that because you're right. Like the, the IC title for in, in the attitude era was the, was the stamp seal of approval that you are Mm -hmm. the guy you are up next. We just need some time, but you need to put on the best match of the night in the IC championship matches in the attitude era frequently were. Yeah, so like this was the run, right? I'm just gonna '96. You had Hunter Hearst Helmsley, The Rock, Rocky Maivi at the time, Owen Hart, Stone Cold goes into Owen Hart, Stone Cold, The Rock, Triple H. Like, and that's what I'm saying. Like from literally '96 to '98, arguably the the, the biggest game. Yeah, in but we're looking right. at it with with hindsight, right? Like oh, they, sure. they they weren't the mega stars yet, but they became the mega stars. Who are you? They were up there. They were no, up there. Of course yeah. they were. Of course they were. But like we, we aren't talking like ninety nine level of popularity for for Austin and, and Rock or or. So that's interesting. You mentioned ninety nine, and sorry to cut you off. Yeah. But in ninety nine, the likes of D'Lo, Jeff Jarrett, yeah, China. See what I mean? Like those guys moved up into the world heavyweight champion picture, while the belt. Felt, that's when the belt started to lose its luster. And luckily for Chris Jericho. Coming in, he was able to take it. But I think what the Intercontinental Champion is, it lets you know that, hey, we trust you. But the World Championship, you need to be a little bit extra. You need to be able to go out, do the interviews, do them. You got to do the Make-A-Wish. You, you have to have that total package to be given the WWE Championship belt. For sure. So um, where do you see him dropping it? Because I see him dropping it a fast lane. I think at this point, yeah, WWE is comfortable with having him lose it. Chad Gable, I think, is the right call. Absolutely. I mean, the crowd was hot for it. I mean, you got to make it up to Chad's family. <laughs> like, <laughs> he, uh, hey, man, what's what WWE? Make a wish, kids, family. Come on down. Dude, if you watch my reaction to it on TikTok, I don't. I don't know why. It's you not laugh. as if, you dude. Laugh. I yeah, saw you. it's not as if I love seeing children in pain and agony. But the second yeah. they <laughs> they zoomed in on his daughter crying, I just burst out laughing like uncontrollably. I don't know why. It was it was a it was a it was a bad moment for me. <laughs> I would have to say, like I said, uh, I I'm happy that the belt is now a stepping stone because it should be, mm-hmm. and it needs to be. It forever it was lost, and now that's being main evented and being a highlight at WrestleMania. I, I can't think of the last time people were so excited to see a new WrestleMania champion at the Intercontinental than Zack Ryder at the ladder match. Yeah, but that was just a complete like shock I, and support. Like, yeah, we were just hyped over the shock. That's what I mean. Yeah. That's why the, the the belt was used that way. Like what? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Thor, yeah, like you said, for a while it was used for a shock factor. There was mm. also a period of time where it was used as a demotion. You know, hey, yep. Roman, we don't have anything for you. Go win the IC title for a little while. So, um, I mean, hell, John Cena called it out once. It wasn't for the IC title. It was the U.S. championship. Cena said to to Roman, you know, you, you I, I used the U.S. title to elevate people. You used it as a, you, you treated it like a demotion. So it's good to see the mid-card titles being treated significantly better. Although I think the IC title is in a much better position than the U.S. title at the moment. This episode of Wrestling is Cool has been brought to you by our patrons over at patreon.com slash SantiZap. Again, that's patreon.com slash SantiZap, where for a few extra bucks, you will get access to Wrestling is Cool three days earlier than everyone else, along with exclusive content that only our patrons will see, like our supplementary podcast called Wrestling is Cool Plus, which is just more wrestling conversations alongside every review of Raw and SmackDown alongside NXT that we will make available to the public. And you'll also get access to the monthly book club and the monthly mailbag all that for just a couple of bucks again it's patreon.com slash santi zap thank you for your support and back to the episode mm-hmm. all right mm-hmm. so let's move on uh i mean heck we kind of just brought up cena there why don't we uh shift gears and talk about the kind of controversial uh, invisible cena segment with the miz where some people online are like that was the cheesiest dumbest most cringe thing i've ever seen and then there's the other half which i, I fall into that other half where i thought that was brilliant i loved it I, as far as i know and correct yeah. me if i'm wrong sancho i think this is the first time wwe main television has acknowledged the meme because i know the video game did but yeah. i don't i don't remember another time where the wwe main like main television shows acknowledge the john cena is invisible meme uh, i think socials WWE socials sure, have as well. sure. But yeah but, but I, I do agree with you 
Uh, for me, can I say something strange? I may, I know this is episode two, and I'm sure you have a lot of hot takes. But that should have been Ellie Knight doing that. Oh my dude, you 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 need to get no, off this. No, I, dude, no, get off this. No, LA Knight needs no, to be in everything no, bandwagon. No, why did it no, need? No, hear me out. Hear me out. Because the Miz did that segment, he right now looks so much better than LA Knight after that feud. That's my problem with it the most. Is like I love Miz, dude. Miz is great. He deserves another run. He's been doing the best promos, and that by far, arguably, may have been the best promo out there. He's seen him wrestle by himself, giving a skull crushing finale. <laughs> Wait, sorry, that are you was, saying instead of Miz, it should have been LA Knight, or he should have been interviewing LA it Knight? It should have been LA Knight trying to do that comedic stuff about John Cena okay. to set up a feud for Cena. Something like that. I'm just saying that I feel that creative is not letting LA Knight do what LA Knight does, is being super kooky and creative and comedic and charming all at the same time like he did in the nxt days and like he did with max dupree like there's some things in there that la knight can do if you ask him to i just felt that it made the miz look too good and now we're excited <laughs> to see miz and cena that's what i'm that's that's my thing about it i know they're probably giving cena and miz a fight together and they're feuding but i just feel like the momentum is still on miz's side when the whole goal for la knight to fight the miz is to give la knight that push that little bit extra and i know the crowd is white hot for la knight still yeah but but i when after i saw that segment i was like dude miz is miz is definitely the one that got the better end of that because now he's feuding with cena and he did one of the most funniest segments I ever seen it. I don't think it was cringy. I don't think it was corny. I didn't think it was either. I thought it was it was beautifully done because he said some real stuff about Cena, and he talked about how his crowd work is amazing, and it was on display. You know, yeah, yeah. Or how about when acknowledge, just nod. Don't say anything. Just nod. I don't want to hear anything from you. So I just thought that Miz doing that segment made him just look too good, and now. Whatever LA Knight does on SmackDown, it's not going to be as equivalent as the, as the Miz does. Because now people are going to be like, all right, you can do your catchphrases again, LA Knight. We just saw Miz do a funny thing, you know? So that's, I, what, that's where I was coming from. So, I, so, so your, your uh, nitpick is that this was too good for the Miz? For sure. <sighs> I'm just saying, like, do you, okay, how many times do you want to see the Miz? do his thing and hold his belts and, and, and be in the pitcher, the title pitcher and have the good spots. I like the Miz, but I just want to see something new. That's it. I, I mean, That's this it. doesn't, this doesn't mean they're putting the title on him. It's just a funny segment and, and, and the Miz delivered it. And, and I know. And, and, and like, I guess I, good. Uh, dude, I feel like you're, 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 you're trying to look over the fence to try and find greener pastures when they aren't necessarily there. I think LA Knight could still have something ready so. to cook on smackdown also it's smackdown this man right here wants to disrupt the ever present and super important brand Blap. split come oh on this was the mrs show this is the mrs night it was the oh mrs segment God. we can't be at, put, in putting la night into all of these things but i, I do get like uh, memes aside i do get what you're saying where the miz is looking great but i think they great. both can look great i don't think that I don't think necessarily one needs to come out better than the other. I think the important thing is that the LA Knight comes out better than what he went in as. I think that is the most important thing out of this feud because the Miz is the Miz. The Miz, first ballot Hall of Famer, he's good. He can, if he looks great, that's good. Good for the Miz, but it's not necessarily going to elevate his career. His career is already at the top. The important thing about this feud is that LA Knight comes out better than he was before, better as a performer, better as an in-ring wrestler, better in the eyes of the fans, better in the eyes of backstage politics. That is the most important thing out of here, in my opinion. So are you excited to see Miz and Cena again? Uh, well, not in the ring. I think I'd like to see something else in the ring. Mm -hmm. I think uh, Cena versus like, oh my gosh, he hasn't even, he's never even so much as spoken to half of that SmackDown locker room. I'd right. love to be able to see him with, with just people we've never seen him with before. I'd like to see him with Jimmy Uso, frankly. I think like, I'm more interested in that. We've already seen Cena Miz at two WrestleManias and at plenty of premium live events in the past. Do, does it mean I don't want segments between them? Because, I mean, those segments would be... If they're Cena, Miz segments, they are almost guaranteed to be the best segments of the night. So why would I want to rob myself of that? But in ring and like proper feuds, I want to see Cena with other people. 
can you imagine the pressure though of seeing someone as talented as Miz and and they just effortlessly have a like a banger segment like that? I mean, you got to rise to the occasion, right, to be able to meet someone. And the trial by fire is something that you said. I I just feel you know what it is, you know what this is masking. What my anxiety about Ellie Knight mm. that he's just not the guy, you know? Yeah, I want him to be because I love I love the feeling that I get from him and I do the yeah thing every time and I love seeing the shirts and I love seeing the old school attitude era and I just think seeing somebody like Miz have a banger segment and I'm wishing like oh I wish LA Knight was getting that same reaction or getting that same comedic beats or that same jokes and whatnot and it's the Miz doing it I'm like that's what it is Santi I'm, I'll admit that to everybody out there listening to the wrestling is cool I just think that the writing's on the wall for LA Knight in the sense of I'm not saying doom is gloom but it's just like if he doesn't have something in, like memorable yeah. on SmackDown, then where does he go, right? Yeah. Because yeah. you're talking about people have to come out of the feud better, right? And I just recently talked about Logan Paul and Ricochet. Ricochet did not come out better. Did not come out all. better. Did not come out better. They were hoping that his spots and all his physical aerial combat would necessarily make him the respect of all the different wrestlers. But, you know, there's a little bit sloppy of the matches. I don't know if he was um, he was the mic was he just wasn't ready for it and Logan Paul was surprisingly yeah so. Logan Paul mopped uh, the floor with him Logan Paul right. absolutely mopped the floor with him I was saying that feud was uh, the make or break for Ricochet and I don't think that he rose to the right. occasion but I think that you're you're being a little bit too insecure about I know. LA Knight's I, I, I ability it. I think he has absolutely it. risen to the occasion it. even even it. if he isn't the best thing out of this feud because look like what you're asking and what you're wanting to get out of this is that LA Knight out promos the Miz like like I that's a, that's borderline impossible it's borderline impossible he's not gonna out promo the Miz he's you, not gonna out, please do not put him in a promo battle with Cena dear no. god do not put him in a promo battle no. with Cena he just needs to come out looking much better and I think he's still on track for that I think you just want him to come out looking better than the Miz and I don't know that's if that's possible I, want. I don't I think know. that's possible that's all I want man I love the Miz dude his TikToks are so fun and I love that he's in fantasy football and he's like talking about his teams. Like he's just a good dude, you yeah. know, it, it's, it's just really tough to see somebody. I, I, you know, I, like I said, I said this in the previous podcast, I just think they're pushing LA night too fast. Mm -hmm. you, you know, it's a very too fast to give him Miz, like give him somebody else that he can outclass on the mic. All you right. gave him, he literally went from that to top dollar to Miz, right? Like, think about it. Top dollar. <laughs> Calling him Uncle Phil. Oh, you're funny and hilarious. Let's give you the Miz. That's unfair. The Miz. All right, you heard it here first. Sancho wants Akira Tozawa versus LA Knight on main event. That's what he wants to see. Because he's too scared team. of the Miz. A tag team with those two? With him going, yeah? <laughs> Come on, dude. Rock and stock connection all over again. Oh, man. All right. Becky Lynch likely going over to NXT. Most likely from what I can tell on a full-time basis, she was not a part of Monday Night Raw at Payback. Uh, and in the previous episode of NXT, there had been seeds planted that current NXT women's champion. Um, oh, my goodness. What is her name? She's dating... Ludwig Kaiser, it's escape. Tiffany Stratton, I hate myself for not remembering that. Uh, Tiffany hey. Stratton uh, calling out Becky Lynch, and it looks like Becky Lynch is taking that call out and going down to NXT for a while. If I'm reading the writing on the wall, I think this is the WWE, one, wanting to help elevate NXT and Tiffany Stratton. Two, uh, keeping uh, Becky Lynch away from Rhea Ripley because they're trying to keep Rhea Ripley on uh, on a path to face Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. I think that is the only WrestleMania match available to to Rhea Ripley, in my opinion. Uh, and three, the continued uh, demand for eyeballs and ratings amid uh, amid the strikes to so trying to make NXT another viable option for advertisers and more eyeballs new viewers etc she is in fortnite right she i mean of course she's in fortnite she's yeah in fortnite. that's how i know about her becky lynch from fortnite no but, but it could it could be it could be as simple as as well like all that combined but we all know Be uh, becky's a mother as well mm -hmm. it'd be nice just to be in one place for a while she gets to work in the in the florida region and you know, I, I think a little bit of consistency that I would enjoy that if I was all of a sudden asked to have like a, what, five, six weeks stint in yeah. one place. 
I never have a problem with main of main roster dropping down. I mean, we've seen it work wonders for Dom. It's an amazing work for yeah. Dom. And his programs are even better. I don't think, of course, Becky doesn't need it, but just to give anybody shine on NXT. And the biggest thing is this is what has gone wrong for NXT black and gold for all those call-ups is all of a sudden they get elevated and they have nothing to do because they have no history with the main roster. And then before you know it, they get they get buried because their storylines don't hook anybody. They're not given stream time. And before you know it, they're like a shell of their black and gold outer vessel. Yeah, but this time, but now you get some history with with Becky, with Becky and Tiffany, and at the same time, you're going to get eyeballs down there for all the other talent that that need that shine as well. I think that the biggest curse that you're coming out of NXT is the gimmick change because unfortunately that always happens sometimes when you switch over. Not so much in the Triple H's era, um, but the only person that I think that did really really well was when KO invaded the main roster with his NXT belt. And he, he, it was kind of like the opposite. He went to the main roster and had a match against Cena, right? So that in itself, and they keep doing that no matter where the matches take place, I think it's a W all around. I don't think this is a demotion. Uh, not at all. I mean, no. we've seen in, even in baseball, people go down to the minor leagues for a bit just to get their groove back. Becky doesn't need that, of course, but... I don't want to overthink it. I'm yeah. excited. Yeah, I, I really think it's just about elevating um, NXT talent and keeping her away from Rhea Ripley. I think that is literally and, like the two reasons for it. And to bolster the women's roster. I mean, right now, the the main card women's roster, they're, they're, the, at least the championship level is spread just a little too thin right now. It's mostly all on SmackDown. Right. That's what I mean. It's, it's a little too thin. So anything to Becky to cultivate a great locker room and NXT is a win for me. And there's some great talent down there that definitely can use it. I mean, you've been watching NXT mm -hmm. a lot more recently now, ever since uh, those watch parties have been taken off. What's your beat on NXT? NXT 2.0 is, a, well, it's not 2.0 anymore. Uh, NXT is amazing. It is, it, it's the, it's, you know, I already called Collision the best kept secret in wrestling. So is NXT. NXT is absolutely phenomenal. You know, I often get asked, well, what's better, NXT today or NXT black and gold? I was like, well, what's the, what function are we wanting to talk about? Are we talking about an individual, like an independent show? Or are we talking as a function of moving those people over, using it as a farm system for the, the WWE main roster? Because if, if it's, the first one, then yeah, NXT Black and Gold for a while was the best independent show on the planet, but it was a terrible farm system for the WWE main roster because like you said, there's actually a couple of reasons. One, there was no history with anybody whenever they would get called up. Two, mm -hmm. the production of, of Raw and SmackDown were entirely different than the production of NXT Black and Gold. So it sometimes felt like fish out of water. They weren't ready to, to have all of those cameras, all of the, the limelights pointed at you because for and a really- travel. In the travel, uh, character work was is was nowhere near as important in NXT Black and Gold than it was on the main roster. You fast forward to today, and what is happening in NXT? It is a concentrated, smaller version of what is going on on Monday Night Raw and Friday Night SmackDown. So the the talent that we're getting out of NXT today although sure they aren't putting on you know the tokyo dome 10 star matches that they were during an nxt black and gold are a lot more better suited for day one main roster like think about grayson waller and like that natural transition to the main roster like that's not that was not normal in the nxt black and gold days and nxt black and gold had some of the best talent of all time that floundered on the main roster or never even gave never even got a chance and it had to go over to aew where it was a bit more of a similar seamless transition from the independent to AEW. Uh, so I think NXT today is far more valuable for the WWE than NXT black and gold ever was. So I'll just throw that out there. I do have a quick question for you on this topic. Do you see Becky Lynch winning the women's ch uh, championship in NXT? Cause that's the only women's title. She's never won. If sure plans to stay there, for more than like four or five weeks, yes. Mm -hmm. If that's where they want to keep her, because then she what what then that will keep her out until what Survivor Series. Am, am I? Well, well, there is an NXT pay per view at the end of September called NXT No Mercy, which I okay. have a feeling it's probably going to end up being Tiffany Stratton versus Becky Lynch there. And yeah. if Becky Lynch wins, then that gives us about 
eight weeks between that and Survivor Series. Sounds about right. Mm-hmm. I say yes. I say yes. I think so too. Because then you will get, you'll have uh, at least an opportunity for a rematch. That that make it nice. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, like I said, it, it'd be nice just to be able to just stay in one place because that's like you mentioned. NXT is not a traveling show. Mm-hmm. They stay full sale, and you just do your thing there. And at the same time, normalcy. So I, I would say that Becky Lynch will definitely win. And it's not going to be... Oh, there will be people that see it as, oh, you're trying to stop talent. But this is wrestling. Mm-hmm. Just because you have the belt, that doesn't mean you're better than somebody else. It's just they're trying to test you out on different angles to see if you're... Like, I always believe there's two type of wrestlers. There's ones that could hold on to the belt and ones that are better chasing belts sometimes. And you got to figure out like who you are before you get called up to the main roster. I agree. I agree. I think she is winning this, and I think it is not a matter of like, hey, you, you're taking food and opportunities at a younger, younger talent. It's like, no, you're elevating younger talent, which at this point is is super valuable. It'd be like if uh, Shawn Michaels went down, and all of a sudden you're resting Shawn Michaels for a belt. Like that'd be amazing. That'd be huge, like- absolutely huge. I, and I personally love this practice of uh, the main roster going down um, for for a program here or there. I think it's I think, it- I think it's super important. Was it Judgment Day that got you into NXT? Like for like really got you into it? Yes, like down there? It, it was. Yeah, it, it was is. like when I when I heard that. Okay, all right. We have Finn Bal. It was Finn Balor yep. versus uh, Carmelo Hayes. That yep, that, was, that, that was announced. I was like, oh my goodness, yeah. And then after that, we ended up getting Dom going down there. Rhea Ripley. We had uh, Seth Rollins going down there for a match, world title match with Braun Breaker. So mm-hmm. it, it works. It definitely works at getting eyeballs. And inherently, you know, not to toot my own horn, I also help people get eyeball. I also help people get into NXT. So them getting me into NXT has by proxy gotten several hundreds of extra people into NXT with my watch alongs, TikToks, things like that. So I think they're doing a great job. It's not like you're a recorder. You're tooting your recorder right now. <laughs> Carlito, this is our last uh, bit of the show before we go into a, a fun segment that uh, that Sancho has set up for us. Carlito has been signed for the WWE for a couple months. He was supposed to debut at the Madison Square Garden show back in July. Didn't because the bloodline took 45 minutes of a two-hour show for the, what was it, the trial of Roman Reigns, I think it's what it was. Great segment, but holy man, did that go on forever. Carlito. Uh, Carlito, what do you see them using Carlito for? Does he come back uh, uh, with 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 an edge, uh, a heel persona, and helps the LWO find their groove, takes it over from Rey Mysterio, makes it a, a oh. fun heel faction, or does he just have a, a routine return, kind of like a Shelton Benjamin, where he's just kind of there to help uh, put people over? I hope that... I, listen, man, I love heel factions, but there's something I don't want LWO to be heels. I, you know, it's the same time, like, I didn't want Street Profits to be heels. I just like them to be happy together as, you know, the same Latinos. You know what I mean? Supporting each other. It's just, it's just not clicking, unfortunately. The chemistry is not there. I'm hoping that Ray gets on dethroned as LWO leader because he's not doing anything for them. There's, I love Ray, but he he just doesn't. Sometimes his chemistry is not there. The only time I remember Ray working really well with somebody was Batista. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you were supposed to be my friend. <laughs> yeah, like, Please don't hurt me, Dave. Like, I know I'm just saying, like he just doesn't feel like a vocal leader because he just has this. It's like if he, if someone popular walks in the room, and everyone gravitates towards Ray because he's like the guy, right, the legend. So if Carlito takes over LWO, I hope that he still remains the cool. You know. The king of cool Carlito, where he's just kind of has this fun, laser fair attitude about it. Yeah, but like he a, was always a heel, it, w- even know, with that but, attitude. I know, but dude, the pop that he got at Puerto Rico, right? It's a shame that he was unable to use the capitalize on that because now I feel like it's too, it's too late. Mm-hmm. It, dude, that he was had the biggest pop in like a top ten in a long time, just for him coming out. Spitting apples at people. And remember, he did come out during the pandemic. Remember, he did come That's back. That's right, for, that. for the I, Rumble, I remember, yeah. I remember that. And everyone had the same pop. And his physique. Oh, he, he looks, looks amazing. Great. He looks amazing. He doesn't have that baby fat that he used to have. Mm. Um, I like Carlito. I just don't, I just hope that they don't make LWO heels because do we need a heel faction? Well, I mean, all the factions are heel if, if you turn LWO uh, heel. That's so. what I mean. Yeah, do we I, need one? No. Like, Triple H loves heel factions. We get it. 
But LWO, I'm not looking for a Lucha Dragon type of situation. You know, I don't want Lucha Lucha type of family fun. I'm just saying, like, these guys, they're being booked to be losers, man. They it's are absolutely are. losers. They are losers. They're just booked. Let's just be real. They're booked to be losers, but they're all, they're amazing talent. Santos is great. I don't, I just don't need like deception or backstabbing. I don't need all that. So I you, just need. You, could you see a scenario where Ray just takes some time off and it allows Carlito to just step in without, you know, the yeah. betrayal and the execution of Rey Mysterio? Why not, why not a positive, happy happy-go-lucky like hey I, man i'm gonna give you the reins you dude, can take over the LWO. But you're, you're, you're talking about carlito the man that stabbed john cena in a nightclub during their first feud like this man is a forever heel <laughs> you want I'm, him you, you want him going, smiling and dancing for people so yeah let him do that and then betray like let and then stabbed ray at the at a nightclub <laughs> at least that i'm just i'm just going off a of base of this reaction in puerto rico Sure. Which was a, it definitely was a, a home crowd, but I, he could. I just feel that there's already Judgment Day is the heel faction, and then you have Gunther's people, right? That's a heel faction. We, we can't have too many heel factions. I mean, New Day, you know, Big E is on, is, yeah. you know, so that's what I mean. There, there's not that many Alpha Academy, the Viking Raiders, uh, like I hear you, to, I hear you, I, I totally yeah. get where you're coming from, like from. From a spot on the card, it'd be kind of, I guess, weird to have them be another heel faction on uh, on Friday Night fight? SmackDown. Well, who here's the thing: fight? like, it depends on what also is going on with the bloodline. Because if if there is no bloodline, then it does leave a power vacuum for a heel faction on SmackDown, perhaps. But there's, dude, there's there's no way I can accept the world for a long run of babyface Carlito. Like, he's one of the he's a, he's one of the quintessential best heels of the ruthless aggression so, era you're telling me that you're not gonna ex you're, you don't accept main event jay a man that was a heel no 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 no, 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 no that's different that's what's interesting how the monday night raw they were like oh i don't like you anymore jay you used to be a bad guy and jay's like but i'm a good guy now like <laughs> oh but we used to have beef. <laughs> I'm we used to have beef oh i'm matt riddle we used to you're not good that's how I feel. Like he's reformed Jay Uso, and yeah. they don't see that. Why can't we have a reformed Carlito? Well, well, what's the story? What's reformed Carlito? He finally ate a good apple, and, and he had he, he, he had just spent such great time in the Caribbean. He just came back, just so relaxed. Then now he's just a, an ultra good guy. Pura vida, man. You know, <laughs> just enjoying life. But I, I, I feel like yes, you know, you know Carlito's history better than me in the ruthless era, right? Aggression era. I'm just saying he. That version, another heel, just like when New Day was coming out and they were going to do another Nation of Domination. Sure. We all thought, did, did we need that? No, New Day came out and it was, it was cool. No, Me, they, they started as heels. I know. They, they, were they heels. literally started as heels. They, <laughs> they were like Gary heels. They were just. <laughs> Well, that the, the LW. The, the, what I want is a fun heel group. I want a fun heel group, and that's okay. why I think Carlito is the perfect leader of a fun heel group. A, okay. I'm not saying you know like super seriousness, like acknowledge me type of, yeah. of heel faction. I'm talking you know like to, like to Eddie, 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 Eddie type, heel? Eddie type okay. heel, like fun. Okay. You know, not we can do a little bit of stereotyping. Come out in a lower rider. I'm cool with that. Lie, cheat, steal, bring it back. I'm cool with that too. Uh, but I think you can definitely do a fun heel faction. Absolutely, um, where like you know like the. They 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 go up against the baby faces. Crowd still wants to root for them, but they're they're just by action and by de facto the bad guys. I think Carlito is a great a leader to lead that type of faction. Because Ray oh, yeah, as a I, as a faction leader, I think it's a very emotionless faction. It's like, what yes. are you? What exactly. what 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 is your purpose for being on What's the roster goal? together? Together, like you're. Are it's you besides, really? Are you here to be, smile? That's it. Well, besides being the same color, right? Yeah. That's well, that's the thing. That was one of my problems with Santos for a long time. I was like, dude, you are literally trying to connect with the audience with the purpose of I'm Latino. Please root for me like that. That's that was your gimmick. And that's the hardest thing about wrestling is I understand the attitude era was filled with those gimmicks. Yeah. And there were even worse gimmicks. I mean, we had a wrestler crying out loud coming on the lawnmower, right? Like mm -hmm. those are the kind of things that you just go. You, you tend to forget. Sure. But I feel that in a modern era, 
we could be more than just what we look like. They, I mean, that's what made Sammy so fun is because it wasn't about his skin color. He was Uzi, yeah, right? Was- <laughs> and, and, and that's what made it so fun, right? To him to be a part of that. Uh, I'm just hoping that LWO finds a footing in that. They have an identity. Carlito could definitely do that. Ray could still be a part of that too. But he, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to book something real quick because I know we're up against it before the next segment. Dom had a segment talking about, I have found my new family, right? Judgment Day is my new family. I'm so happy. LWO, Carlito comes back. Ray's there. Carlito goes, Dom, come back to your real family, dude. Your roots. We take care of you. We're the ones that are actually here. Those are just your friends. Families forever. Right here, dude. Us, the LWO. That's your real family. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sure. I mean... I just can't see Carlito doing that. That's the thing. No, man. Carlito's spitting on people, stabbing people at nightclubs, and you want him over there to extend an olive branch? No. Reformed. Reformed Carlito. Carlito. That's neutered Carlito. You, you're, you're, you're bringing me Carlito light. Oh, wait, all right. Wait, 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 wait. Give me a, give me a match to watch Carlito heal Carlito. Like I'm down. Ooh, like, give me a I match mean, and I'll like, watch it. Uh, Carlito, John Cena. Like that was all like right. uh, uh, basic thugonomics. Uh, go back and watch Carlito. And Randy Orton, Unforgiven, 2007. And if not necessarily just a Carlito match, but uh, the uh, Elimination Chamber 2006 that has Carlito as the last man standing aside from John Cena. Okay, I will watch that. That will be my work. Look, chat. If you, if you, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) sorry, we're streamers. streamers. If you missed the first podcast, we talked about that. I missed that on the Ruthless Aggression era. So, I'm using this opportunity to learn more, and I'm happy. I, I will watch these, and I'll report back in the next podcast. Yeah, watch the feud where where Cena gets stabbed in a nightclub. All I'll right, watch that one. so let's uh, let's wrap up the show here. Uh, Ch- Sancho, I'm going to toss this one over yes. to you. T- pass yes. the hot potato. Take this one away. Okay. Uh, we here at the Wrestling is Cool podcast. We want to create a kind of like of a ranking system. And then one thing I want to be clear is this ranking is not determined like who's the better wrestler or who's the like in terms of the overall. It's not like we're gonna have Roman on top because he's not on TV uh, at the moment. This is called the New Heat Order. Who just has the like the most popularity? Who's performing really well? Who's cutting promos? Who's executing their role really really nicely? And it's only going to be the wrestlers that appear on TV. So the, as the wrestlers appear on TV, we're going to rank them, and we're only going to have the top 10. But today, folks, we have the opportunity to at least set that top 10 forever and ever more, and then wrestlers will fall in and out of the top 10 or on the bubble, things of that sort. There's a little bit of sports into what we like to do here. I'm a big sports fan. So uh, what I'm going to do, Santi, is I'm going to uh, you know, let you be the barometer of our, the, our new heat order, the NHO. Jay, uh, I'm just going to list wrestlers that are, are basically these are the wrestlers that appeared on Monday Night Raw. We will add the wrestlers that appeared on SmackDown. Okay. Jay Us, uh, number one. Is Jay better or has a better uh, hot uh, heat than Sammy right now? Yes. In terms of good heat. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. I think, uh, I think he's spicier than Sammy right now. Okay. I am assuming the, uh, what I have here. So I have Jay and Sammy first and second. Viking Raiders third. Is Riddle and Drew better than the Viking Raiders at the moment? Uh, well, uh, the Viking Raiders, we've only been getting them in ring. We haven't gotten any like proper segments right. with them, I would say. Um, yeah, I, I put uh, Drew and Riddle spicier than the right. than the Viking Raiders for sure. Is, is Kofi higher than Drew? No, Drew is very high for me. Okay. Riddle and Drew are higher than Kofi. Where is Rhea? Is Rhea higher than Sammy? Uh, it was, uh Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley, right, right, right. Uh, yes. Is she higher than Jay? Higher Main than Jay? Uh, no. I think okay. Jay's the new toy. I think he's okay. he's gonna be high up here. And that's what the meme, the new heat yeah. order. It's a new toy. Jay could drop off off the face of sure. the top ten. Uh, next, Finn. Is Finn higher than Sammy? Finn is higher than Sammy. Absolutely. He's got okay. that great uh, program with JD McDonough, new world tag t- uh, champions. Um, he's been having, so, you know, this back and forth with Damian Priest. So he's high up there for sure. Right. Sammy losing the belts kind of knocks him down a little I, bit. I think it does. Yeah. Because he's not, he doesn't have anything to do right now. Uh, Damian, is he higher than Finn? 
Oh, I almost have them like tied. Honestly, uh, you know right. what? I'll I'll put him slightly lower than Finn right now. Okay, because Finn has Senor. that extra dimension with JD McDonough going on. Right, the Senor Money in the Bank mm. with the sticker that says Senor. Yeah. Right, where do you put Dirty Dom higher than Finn? Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, he's mostly doing his thing in NXT television. I think he's the lowest member of the Judgment Day, but not necessarily an insult to him. Higher than Sammy? Uh, no. Higher than Riddle and Drew? No. Higher than Kofi? Yes. Okay. We're getting there. We're almost there. We're almost done with the list. Uh, next is Gunther. Higher. I'm going to start with higher than Finn. I think he's higher than everyone there so far that you've listed. I think he's even higher right now than, than Jey So Yes. Okay. I like that. I like that. See, I like this list. This is very dynamic, right? Mm -hmm. We got some good things. All right. The guy who fought... Chad Gable. Chad Gable might be number two right now. Okay, wow. That's how much hot you are. That's all. How, much heat, how much heat you have Dude, after that he, match. He's radiating right now. All right. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. We're at eight so far. Okay. Uh, does Ricochet make the top ten? No. Okay. Ricochet not in the top ten. Who he fought, Nakamura. Does Nakamura make the top ten? Yes. Is you he better than Sammy right now? Yes. Okay. Better than Damien. Yes. Okay. Wow. You're you're hot for, for I think well, Na well Nakamura would have been number one last week. Going into payback. Okay. Going okay. into See, payback, the, he would have been number the, one. The new he order. Okay. So are they higher than Rhea Ripley? Yes. Still. Wow. I still think he's higher than, than the rest of Judgment Day, honestly. Okay. Higher than Jay? No. Okay. Interesting. 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 The Miz. Oh, he's high up there. I'd put him, like, honestly, like, right above Nakamura. Okay. Right below main event, Jay. I kind of yeah. like that spot. Yeah. I like that spot. Uh, in the invisible John Cena. <laughs> Number one, baby. <laughs> nah, he doesn't make the top ten. That no, man got tossed out like a chump. He did. JD McDonough. Um, I don't think makes my top ten. Okay. Uh, Shayna Baszler. I don't think makes my top ten. Zoe Stark. Zoe Stark. Uh... I'd, I'd probably, oh, I mean, she's on the cusp. It's a physical match. It's a physical match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, coming off we're a big at, moment at payback nine. as well. We could put, yeah, we could put her a nine for now. Okay. Does Raquel Rodriguez push her out of the top ten? Yes. Okay, so Raquel's at nine or ten? Uh, let's put Raquel nine. So Zoe Stark's at ten? Okay. And the last but not least, Chelsea Green. Uh, I think Chelsea Green is ahead of Zoe Stark. I'll put Chelsea Green in the 10. I think there's a fun narrative there with the cursed tag team championships and how she's cursed and everyone around her is dropping like flies. I'm going to take uh, Chelsea Green in the 10. All right. Wait. Rollins was on TV. Where is Rollins? Oh, shoot. Uh, I knew I was hearing somebody. Rollins is below Nakamura, honestly. Wow. Yeah. yeah. You, you, think, you think it's just fatigue of holding the belt too long? I think there's a bit of fatigue here. I think that... Um, that I, I Honestly, just that payback match soured me in terms of like where both yeah. of those guys were. Uh, but enough. I still think that there's been more character development for Nakamura than there's been for Rollins. All right, folks, there is set your top 10 wrestlers here in the new heat order. Part of wrestling is cool. Just to review the list, Chelsea Green at 10, 9, Raquel Rodriguez, Riddle and Drew, I put them together, at 8, Sami Zayn at 7. Wait, am I doing this right? I may be doing I think you might have done, done 11. One, two. <laughs> All right, Chelsea Green on the bubble, <laughs> Ra Raquel at the 10, Riddle and Drew at 9, Sami Zayn at 8, Damian at 7, Finn at 6, Rhea Ripley at 5, Rollins at four, Nakamura at three. I probably did this. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, we're the learning. Top 10. Luther's at one. Chad Gable's at two. Jay's at three. Miz at four. Nakamura at five. Rollins at six. Judgment Day, Rhea at seven. Finn at eight. Damian at nine. Sammy at 10. On the bubble, Riddle, Drew, Raquel, and Chelsea. I think that's fine. <laughs> sure, that's fine. I nailed sure. it. Yeah. I nailed it. I may have botched it. I may have flipped the line. But I mean, I got there. I got we, the back through. At the very end of it all, we did get there. All right. Uh, Sancho, I like the list, oh, no, I like that list. And I like the the idea of people dropping in and out kind of based on how they were utilized on a week by week yeah, basis. Yeah. Um, using, you know, kind of like relevant information from the time. So yeah. I, I like this. I like this. Cool. 
cool. All right. So let's uh, let's wrap things up. Sancho, where can uh, the folks find you? You get finally struggling over the new heat order list <laughs> every day at Sancho West. On Twitch, you can find me on weekdays, 9 a.m. to 2.30, uh, vibing out. And as well, you can find me on X. Please follow me on X. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bump that up, and you can follow me on TikTok shorts and things of that sort. But I am excited, man. I like this new heat order thing. It gets me very – now I have a new lens. Don't forget, we're going to add the SmackDown wrestlers. Yes. So that's going to be very tough. Uh, do we go to Tatooine? I don't know. Chat, let me know in the comments down below. Do we go – We might need uh, to. Uh, we might we might have to do a separate list i don't know the brand split don't know bro you let me know chat <laughs> comments this is, this has become sancho's new gimmick this right here the the the, oh, the, the new guy. heat order guy uh you can folks you guys can find me at all things santi's app just look up santi's app i'm gonna appear on wherever it is that you're looking me up um but uh, again if you are listening this uh, to this on free feeds you probably got some ads in there you know you you, you got it late so this is super delayed like ooh. <laughs> Yeah, you, yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. we we record this on Tuesday. You're getting it on Friday. Gross. Oh, uh, you wow. could you could be getting it earlier over on Patreon.com/slash Santi's app, along with an entire slew of additional content, including our additional supplementary podcast, Wrestling Is Cool Plus, our Monday Night Raw review, which is already up. You're gonna get Friday Night SmackDown reviews. If we can sprinkle in NXT and AEW, we will as well. But you'll also get our Wrestling Watch Along Book Club and our monthly mailbag. So a ton of exclusive content over on Patreon.com/slash Santi Zap, but you can always continue to watch this, this show free. The other ones you don't get because you ain't paying. Thank you very much for watching this episode of Wrestling is Cool. You guys be good people. Cheers.